0: welcome back mj fan to another episode of the black jackson state christmas special 12 days of christmas special we are moving fast into this holiday season it is kind of crazy it has gone by very quickly but we're so glad we're getting to spend so much time talking about michael even in this holiday season as we are preparing to enjoy ourselves with family and friends uh if you, if you heard that music at the top though and you know what that is, you know that we still haven't forgotten the reason for the season. We are celebrating family, friends, love, the birth of Christ. Celebrating. We are celebrating. But we are celebrating Michael Jackson through 12 days of very short episodes that give us a chance to talk about some things we haven't talked about yet that we feel we can cover nicely in a short amount of time. User 2. Good afternoon. How are you doing? We are on day five. How do you feel about day five? Shame for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm. What's happening? But she's blessed and highly favored in the Lord. Is that it? And and you know what?
1: I want to shout out because, listen, every time I bring up Jesus, I'm fully aware of all the other religions. Listen, he's a number one draft pick. And (laughs) this is his season. The Chris is right beside the mask. I Mm -hmm. understand. Listen, for everybody who's not down with Jehovah Jireh. Cool. Um, If you're not down with Jesus specifically, I feel you. No, I don't. I'm enjoying the holiday season. I almost have all of my presents for my little babies. Um, so once nieces and nephews are taken care of, I'll be able to rest peacefully, but I'm loving the 12 days of Christmas.
0: Yeah. And, and how are you appreciating yourself this season? You bought everybody else a gift. You talked about this on day four, I think, or day three, you talked about how you were buying your nieces and nephews gifts, but what are you doing for you? What are you buying for you?
1: There's a Prada bucket hat that I'm going to get for myself. And there you go. There is a Prada bucket hat with my name on it i've been looking at it for over a calendar year i'm gonna reward it's it's gonna hurt my bank account but i deserve
0: you deserve it you deserve you deserve it so you you know you got to take care of you too and i hope y'all are doing what will michael do he will buy it michael's gonna go over budget (laughs) can we get that over here that one Two of those we already have this one don't we yeah uh, we already have the sarcophagus yes we already got that one. anyway user 1.5 are you there hello. how's it going hello hello it is day five of the 12 days of christmas and you know i went shopping today went to the outlets and yeah everybody and mom is out so merry christmas fam merry so you're christmas. one of those people that likes to run into the crowds at Christmas time or were you just out there being extra or were you just like you into the holiday rush? You know, just out to be out really, really didn't have anything to buy really didn't have anything to do, but so you're in the way. Need. So you were in the yes. way. People that were trying chaotic. to shop you of course. Were in the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They should have, they should have done what I did this year for the first time in my life. They should have bought all their gifts early. People do you... something one time and then want want to lecture. Yep. Other people. And now, and now, and now I'm one of those people.
1: And you can tell the people who never worked retail or customer service during the holidays <laughs> mm. because they do shit like that. I've been ordering yep. everything on Amazon, and like, oh, let me wait till the week to go to the store. You know, because I just want to be there. Uh huh. She just in there, just because it's the place to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be seen. I wanted Y'all to see and be seen. pictures
0: out there, or are you just out? Just out. Wow. See you be seen, you know where the cool kids are. I think that I think the MJ fam understands now why she is the resident Grinch user. And um, she's a keeps, lie. All That's the evidence lie. just keeps piling That's not up. True. It just piles up on top and on top. Remember when the Grinch went and stole all the gifts? He didn't want them. He just didn't want other people to have them. Exactly. That's what you do when you go to the store at Christmas. Exactly. And you know, you're not Are there you to buy understand? that music again. It should be it. added, shouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've been threatened with it. a lawsuit. I've been threatened with a lawsuit. <laughs> and I will. And Some i will sort carry of defamation. That, claim, yeah. <laughs> Defamation of character. <laughs> and I would like to say that the Grinch also went down to Whoville just to watch. Mm-hmm. So you are the Grinch. I mean, are, are you be. claiming it now? Are you just accepting? Might as well. accept. Just be proud. It. Be proud. I like him. He ain't bothering me now. Be proud. None. Be proud. All right, well, MJ fan, we hope you get all your shopping out of the way if you are celebrating this holiday season. If you're not celebrating this holiday season or you unfortunately can't be with your family and friends. We hope that we have brought a little jolly cheer to your Christmas season through these episodes all about Michael Jackson. Day five, we are covering a movie that is the movie of all movies. Easy, one of the top 10 movies of all time and the accompanying storybook. E.T., in 1982, Michael Jackson got down, got back into the film business and decided to be a part of the E.T. experience. And what an experience it was. It ended up being the best-selling movie of all time. E.T. surpassed Star Wars to become the best-selling movie of all time up until 1996 when Jurassic Park snatched it, ate it up. T-Rex ate it up. But we're talking all about E.T., the E.T. storybook, Michael Jackson's involvement with this project. And we're really excited. User 1.5 carries into this one. We are going to be talking about the E.T. storybook that Michael Jackson did to accompany the film back in 19... 82. So the storybook was an audiobook and was released by MCA on November 15th, 1982. And this is the same month he released Thriller, that Michael Jackson released Thriller. Uh, the audiobook and the soundtrack uh, accompanied the film. It was the film was directed by Steven Spielberg, and the audiobook was composed by John Williams and narrated by
1: Michael Jackson.
0: So, users, what do you have? Do you have the storybook? What do we think about the ET storybook, user two?
1: I've listened to the storybook many times. I don't own a copy. I remember looking for it a lot, uh, but I gave up on it. And I know user one has a copy, but I have not been as fortunate. I love the movie. A classic sent Steven Spielberg into the stratosphere as far as his uh, known legend is concerned. So big E.T. fan. And Michael was almost ahead of the curve in yeah. um audiobooks. Like that shit was super duper dope to reference back um by the the youtubes and all the shit where we can get easier access to it now but you know the fact that he actually created some time to read this storybook and try to use his magic voice i thought it was adorable
0: yes and user one has is holding up her et storybook album listen tell the people in shining detail what all is included in that wonderful et storybook album. I would be glad to. And I uh, I believe I got this a, I got this a long time ago back in the day. Um I definitely ebated it probably back in high school sometime. But what is in this lovely, lovely set that cost eleven ninety-eight at the time of release? First of all, can y'all imagine? So it came out around Christmas. Can y'all imagine being a huge Michael Jackson fan and waking up on Christmas Day and unwrapping that storybook? And, yeah, and, a teddy ruck, and, a, and, and a teddy
1: ruxpin <laughs> <laughs> not the teddy get a teddy ruxpin and a thriller jacket that,
0: yeah and yeah, somebody's yeah. A thriller mama, jacket. your mama loved you if she went and got you everything michael that year if you loved michael and you got nothing michael that year you you know how you acted that year and you need to just accept that's why you didn't get anything you got the
1: cold a lot of little black children got a jerry curl kit that's that holiday season and user user one is holding up the poster that comes with the vinyl let me describe it for our visually impaired friends first of all E.T. who is known in the movie to be the shortest person in the household shorter than the four-year-old who teaches E.T. how to talk is somehow taller than Michael in this poster and standing behind well, I Michael. I think he's standing and Michael's sitting. That's why we're getting that, that vibe. It's yeah.
0: very life touch uh,
1: it's Sears a couple Portrait shot. Studio.
0: Yeah, it's a it's Sears a Portrait shot. Studio.
1: E.T. is lovingly standing behind Michael <laughs> while Michael is seated. He's got his hand, E.T.'s hand, is placed on Michael's left shoulder. Michael smiling ear to ear. He looks the, great in the picture though, right? With a red sweater on and this alien with... Just alien on. He's he's naked because wh- why would he have on? Why would he need? An alien? Clothes? He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't need, need to
0: cover genitalia as humans do. do probably, he probably not have any to
1: cover. He's probably he, self serving. He was an alien that was probably self regulating. We're projecting gender on the ET. We don't even know. The ET we don't was even a, know You're right. We don't. How do we know? How do E.T. we know? ET is the they of
0: all time. <laughs> It is the ultimate day. It is the ultimate day. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing that you get. Michael looks great in that picture. That also was the cover of that photo was all served as the cover of the December Ebony. Cover with Michael on it. It was Michael and Et on that cover. Where Michael did a, a great interview talking about the movie, talking about his career. So we'll get to that a little later. But what you next have is the actual storybook. When you open the storybook up, you again get that lovely photo of Michael. You they also stretched have, that photo. You hear me? They stretched it. They put yeah. that photo on everything. Michael so first and of all, Et. Let me let me now. I can correct user user two. She tried to she tried to they them it us but it says et is a man from outer space now how an alien can also be a man i don't know but he is a man from outer space stranded on earth left behind by his own people to be rescued by a young boy this is the story of Ellie and et and the forces which try to tear them apart it's about friendship discovery and a race against time the time in which et must get home or die an alien on a foreign
1: star I ain't seen no man that looked like ET, but yeah, I, I all right, writers' room. Or ET, <laughs> yeah. I see something look close.
0: Well, now we know him. his his pronouns are he him. So y'all put some respect he on him. him. So the, the the storybook is actually really cool. It's a color color book, and they have black text and blue text to try to delineate the characters talking and then the narration, which uh, Michael is a part of. It is, uh, it also has the lyrics to someone in the dark in the storybook. If you don't have this, you could probably maybe find it on eBay. Uh, I probably paid 15 bucks for this. Now everybody try to bend you over for stuff. You can probably find it online. It also obviously comes with the two disc record set. So this is like a good holiday gift. I see why MCA wanted to get this Joker out the door in time for the season, because how many kids said, Mommy, I want the E.T. storybook. Mommy, I want the E.T. storybook. Mommy, I want the E.T. storybook. I mean, after you hear that for a couple of days, Mommy goes and buys the E.T. storybook because she just wants this to be over with.
1: It's a good good idea. Something in the dark is not good enough for me to beg anybody for that but well and you know Something in the Dark was also not supposed to be released as a single but we'll get to that a someone, little later on some,
0: it's not something it's Someone, someone in I'm the sorry. Dark I'm sorry so I'm repeating that to her yeah <laughs> it really should have been something <laughs> Something in the Dark is whatever you brought home that night in college and you didn't know what in was the happening Something in the Dark was eating. oh my Good goodness. next morning oh no <laughs> Dark boy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So, Michael and E.T. appeared on the December 1982 issue of, Me- uh, of Ebony Magazine, and it is the same picture as we have previously stated that is included in the storybook. In his interview about E.T., Michael said that he had a very strong connection with the character. He said, and I quote, he's in a strange place and wants to be accepted which is a situation I have found myself in many times when traveling from city to city all over the world. He is most comfortable with children and I have a great love for kids. He gives love and wants love in return, which is me. And he has that superpower, which lets him lift off and fly whenever he wants to get away from things on earth. And I can identify with that. We can't, we all can, Michael. Uh, He and I are alike in many ways. So- We have the link to that in the in the notes. Users, what do you guys think about that interview, the entirety of the interview that he did with Ebony magazine about E.T.? And do you guys think that that really helped to kind of catapult the film past where maybe it would have originally landed had Michael not been a part of the the project? So I actually had an opportunity to read that whole interview it was a good interview the i can't remember who who did the interview with him but he hit on a couple of really good topics including et and michael talks about in the interview how he wishes he could fly um he kind of goes off into you know some spaces that touch on the otherness of even sort of an et and why he felt he identified with wanting to do the film he says at one point uh in that interview as well he says that et he said i love realism I don't like plastics. Deep down, we're all the same. We all have the same emotions. And that's why I feel like E.T. touches everybody who doesn't want to fly like Peter Pan, who doesn't want to fly with some magic creature from outer space and be friends with him. And so he really leaned into how he felt connected to this idea of this character in this movie. I can appreciate that he had that sort of fondness for it. It, To back up a little bit though, uh, Michael ends up being a part of the E.T. timeline because of Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones was friends with Steven Spielberg. And those two forces kind of collided. And Michael ends up doing this project, which is also why Prince Quincy Jones is a part of this project as the producer. So Quincy Jones is really integral to this whole story. And sometimes we don't talk about that enough. But Quincy talks about it, you know, curiously enough in his book. And I know we'll get to that in a minute. But the second part of your question, using 1.5, was did this did E.T. did Michael help E.T. and vice versa? I think it's like a it's an even wash. I think this movie was going to be huge regardless. It did not need Michael Jackson to be huge. It did not need Michael Jackson to narrate it to be huge. Michael Jackson was going to be huge regardless and already was huge regardless. And this just gave him another avenue to get into something he hadn't done before and also to continue to explore his participation and skill set concerning films and doing things that had to do with film. So, I don't think it was like, oh, we need Michael Jackson to make this thing pop. I think it was going to pop regardless. Absolutely. And user 2, what do you think about uh Michael and the
1: e- the Michael and ET collaboration? What a waste of budget. <laughs> Why was it a waste of budget? You know, it's a cute creative endeavor but i just we didn't need it it's it's cool great money making opportunity for the labels
0: well speaking of labels so MCA is actually the label in which uh this project was released michael was signed to epic records or sony uh, at the time and so the deal was that this would not be released until Thriller was released, which was also in December of 1982. Uh, Unfortunately, MCA decided to jump on the Michael train and they released this prior to Thriller. They also released some someone in the dark as a single, which they were not supposed to do. And a few uh, a series of unfortunate events happened after that but users what do you think about someone in the dark what what, was that a single was that single worthy or did mca just kind of jump the gun because they wanted to really capitalize on having michael jackson
1: on their label doing this project if michael jackson records a song for my movie it's either going in the soundtrack or i'm building a soundtrack around it so i don't blame him if he cut it and they had it yeah i would have dropped it too but it wasn't great. Didn't love it. I like uh, Someone in the Dark. I think uh, User 2 is
0: generally over the whole idea of Michael's involvement in this project or in this movie. But I actually liked Someone in the Dark. I thought it was a good song. I mean, I don't like it better than anything that's actually on Thriller. But do I think it's like an, a good song, a a different song in Michael's discography absolutely versus some of a lot of the other stuff he's done and we could always use more michael jackson ballads so i
1: i actually like someone in the dark it kind of sounds like a christmas song it's, it's got like a holiday little, feel. yeah it's got a little got holiday feel to stars it stars twinkling energy
0: yeah I, I i think it's a good song i like you said i don't blame mca at that point they were gonna they were gonna, they they all they always planned to get epic to to best them and get out there before them because they definitely knew Michael was recording a new album. What they tried to do was what, you know, you could say smart business people or maybe pe- business people with no morals <laughs> do is try to kind of jump the gun and take advantage of what they already know is, is headed their way, even if they aren't following the rules or aren't playing by the the norms of the industry. And I think they just did that. Uh, Quincy Jones talks about it in his book. And he says, uh, he said, essentially he was like, you know, MCA, they didn't care. They knew Michael was the biggest black artist <laughs> in the world and they did not clear to, care to clear it with Sony and Quincy Jones went so far as to say they felt like, you know, Michael should be happy to be working with Steven Spielberg. And this is not something that, you know, they should have to, I guess, go kiss the ring about. Quincy Jones ends up saying in his book at one point that they, meaning uh, MCA and Universal Studios, he said they had no respect for Michael whatsoever. So, you know, it's kind of some business people wranglings. It's less about the art at some point when we start talking about what happened with. MCA and Epic, less about Michael and Quincy, because they ended up suing each other. Well, but uh, Epic sued, MCA, MCA, you know, whatever they, they, you know, tried to get out of that situation. Quincy Jones was very clear in his book that they ended up getting some money. Epic ended up getting some money out of that scenario and they did not share the goods with him or Michael or nobody. So, yeah, you know, honestly, ultimately Thriller was never in jeopardy of being upstaged by this audiobook, And we all know that, and I'm sure they knew that then, but The the cool thing is, is that someone in the dark, which was only given to radio stations um, to play, is now a collector's item. So if you happen to have that and you're looking to get rid of it, you know, call me. I wanted to read a quote out of Quincy's book and get y'all's take on it. So Quincy says he's talking about uh, the whole situation that went down with MCA and Epic about the song. He says, I was getting faxes and conference calls all day during the session and in the middle of the night about the E.T. Storybook album while trying to work on Thriller. It went on for months, corporate lawyers yammering back and forth as only they can. Finally, Clarence Avant, the master fixer and my best friend was brought in. They don't call him the Black Godfather for nothing. Clarence was asked to go to Yetnikoff and fix it. He knew all the players, including me and Steven. He knew Scheinberg. He came in the day after Thanksgiving for a meeting with all of us at a law firm. Michael's attorney, John Branca, and his managers, Freddie DeMann and Ron Weisner, Myron Roth, a VP at CBS, Zach Horowitz, an attorney at CBS, Alan and Marilyn Bergman, and Rod Temperton and myself. By the end of the day, it was worked out. Walter Yetnikov demanded that a $500,000 advance be paid to CBS, which owned Epic. They kept every cent of it. Neither Walter nor CBS paid me or Michael one dime ever. In the end, Universal released half a million records of E.T., a beautiful deluxe package, a box set, which was all the deal allowed.
1: That shit was a scam. Because ultimately, what did they... Get out of doing the project at that point. Like, did they get it in advance at least? I don't know what Michael ended up getting out of the project
0: outside of he wanted to do it. He thought it would be. Like, it doesn't sound like he got any financial. Oh god! Well, then Michael. we need John Branca on the show because John Branca was his
1: manager. We and fired we him on episode John.
0: one, so I don't think he's we. I feel well, like he John, John wouldn't
1: have been us. involved with this shit. <sighs> we talked about this a bit when we discussed Michael's Pepsi incident and uh, how he went into surgery immediately and the, the lasting effects that that surgery had on his life and the fact that he gave away that million dollar settlement to build a burn unit at the hospital that uh, helped save him. All of that's sweet. But um, I don't understand the desire to do a passion project and not be rewarded for that work. Like I, this sounds more like a okie doke than an intentional giveaway, but I still think it's kind of fucked up that neither Quincy nor Michael got any compensation for this because clearly it's not something that they threw together overnight.
0: And they, they right they made some money off of it. I don't know how much they pushed. I I didn't see that like how many how many sets they sold. But I think Michael got to the place where I believe he did a lot of like work for free for people, background vocals, I Z, X, Y, Z. I don't know. Maybe he thought this would help open up a door for something else, something more in film. He clearly didn't need the money. And so and he didn't view money sometimes in the way it's like he was a shrewd businessman, but in the same breath, sometimes didn't view money with the same. Instinct of, okay, this is, you know, I have to monetize in this instance if it makes sense and I should be getting compensated for it. Doesn't yeah. seem like sometimes he went followed through with that thinking in some instances because it doesn't sound like he got anything at all, like you said.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing if you are in the studio when Kenny Loggins decides to record a song and you want to throw some background vocals, that's one thing. But recording a whole audiobook and your percentages are fucked up unforgivable
0: right and Yannickoff right and got how much five million you get, you they get half a million dollars which if we half translate that okay. into 2021 $20, dollars is a lot more than five hundred thousand. the value of that is more than what you even think it is today and that's still a lot of money if somebody handed me half a million dollars right now i'll be off this podcast you understand what i'm saying
1: that's blankets bread and michael so, wasn't thinking like that what, that is, wasn't even your money to trick off. But Bob here's him, my question: man.
0: Like somebody just said, John Branco was in the room, so John didn't negotiate for his client some money out of this thing. I don't what? know where the f- which John, is why he got fired on the first day. John, that's why, that's he got why fired.
1: We fired you. But flag on the motherfucking play. Like something had to have gone crazy wrong in these negotiations because it doesn't reason to me that he would walk away from that deal because right. if they set up bad, he set up bad for compensation as well. So. there's a a deeper fuck up. You think there's a little more to this story yet? I I thought
0: it was really interesting that Clarence Avant, who we know, uh, just got his Netflix special, was it last year? Shows up in this picture and these folks have been, and per Quincy, for months going back and forth. He comes in the day after Thanksgiving and is like, listen, everybody sit down fixes the situation, helps them work out something that everyone can walk away happy with and goes on back to his house to finish his leftovers from Thanksgiving. <laughs> that is called a boss move. That is called, I know what I'm doing. I'm confident. I know everybody in this room and you know I know you. So let's do this thing. That is that is some power that I don't think we can just skip over, right? Like this black man walks into this room with all these white guys and goes, listen, am your shirt and sit down. Y'all be nice, play nice. Let's fix this thing and let's move on. And that's ended up, you know, that's what ended up happening. But yeah, I think that if you look at it from the, the entire lens, I think Michael was happy to do it. I think looking back on his career, it's probably a good thing that he did do it. It fits him to the place where he says in Moonwalk that this reminds him of Ben. He essentially equates these two ideas, the idea of E.T. and the idea of idea of Ben the rat. He says they're the same thing. You know, it's about befriending someone who doesn't have a friend, someone who uh, people can't understand even maybe why you are friends with them. He really connected to those ideas of loneliness and then someone almost rescuing you from that and understanding you in a way. And I think he tied that to his own life
1: and that's why we get why he wants to be so involved in something like E.T. Michael was too deep for no fucking reason. It's a ch- a wonderful movie about an alien but he had to get all you know deep and shit about friendship about socio friendship, friendship, friendship. socioeconomic impacts of fucking E.T.'s presence in this movie. I don't
0: I think Michael. Michael felt like he was ET. He is Ben. He is that. He's trying to get Not people. Not the rat. To... Michael. He is rat. a rat. Yeah. He's a lovable rat like Mickey. And I think that's how he kind of. <laughs> I think Mickey's a mouse. I Mickey's see. a mouse. Mouse yeah, is all rat. the same thing when it's in that trap because <laughs> I'm going to put some peanut butter down for it. You are? I got something for you. All right.
1: No. Oh.
0: God. Either way, I just think he he really said, I identify with otherness. I feel like I am a part of the otherness, and so he gravitated towards these sorts of projects. And really, like you said, he got deep about it because I think he really felt that that was his life and what it represented. What's your favorite scene from ET?
1: ET in that wig and heels. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. He was so
0: cute. That was that thing scared me though when I was a kid. But yeah, ET in the wig was a good scene. Um, Use a one point five. What's your favorite scene from the movie? My uh, favorite scene from E.T. is, yeah, definitely when Drew Barrymore first sees him and
1: he's like, eee. she's like, ah! he's like, eee.
0: yeah, what is she trying to scream? Th- that was cute.
1: What did she say? I taught him how to count or something. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: well, who started loving Reese's pieces a little bit more because of ET? I did. I, I was a. I, I still love Reese's, but that trail of Reese's pieces. I wanted me some of them. I was like, man, I am ET. My black ass would have been lured into the crazy man's house too,
1: <laughs> eating here's, some damn Reese's pieces. Here's a story for the kids that they might not know because ET wasn't a, a cultural impact on their generation like it was ours. Halloween commercials used to actually use ET to drive up. Reese's PC's sells. Yep. That's mm-hmm. tapered off in the last decade or so, but listen, yep. when we were little tater tots, E.T. was hustling that candy for them. They owe he him a it. nice retirement. That was such a... So apparently... I
0: also read that the idea of E.T. E.T. retired off of Reese's. E.T. retired and went home. He had a lifetime <laughs> supply of Reese's pieces on that ship. He was like, "I'm out." I, I think my favorite scene was the bicycle scene. I think that's like the iconic scene, obviously, of them running from the man and the authority, right? on that bike with E.T. on them bikes, <laughs> Elliot man. said,
1: fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> and he when said, they defund hit, the police. Why, with, y'all? Put, didn't he break out of quarantine to fly that yes, bike? Listen, yeah. and think about listen, how, much, how many resources they used to try to catch E.T. Reese's eating ass. That was such a waste of taxpayer funds. He wasn't even fucking with He nobody. wasn't even a threat.
0: E.T. was like, let me activate real quick. When that boy flew on them, when they flew on them bikes... E.T. was like, y'all not even ready. That's the whole thing. That's why the police was after him because they knew we don't know what he can do. And you sure don't. You don't know what he can do. E. Was he lazy. was sick and he could still fly. He was dying.
1: <laughs> he was melting. He was, away. He was grayed out. <coughs> they
0: had to throw that little sheet over him. Remember,
1: Remember when they, they drilled him up in the barn? No, that's that. E.T.'s iron best was so low. Mm-hmm. Listen, that right was probably sheet.
0: the most emotional scene when, El- when
1: Elliot thought he was dead. Oh. Uh. He put him in his winding sheet, as the old folks see, would say. Elliot, ooh, when you got to wrap dead. the body up, Jesus. you got to wrap the body up like they did Jesus. And, and you your see heart of the podcast drop. just came full circle. <laughs> And we back over how the savior has influenced us. uh,
0: Who rolled the stone away? They went back there and saw who rolled the stone away. It was Elliot. He had rolled the stone away. And they were gone. (laughs) Snatched the body. Who got (laughs) the body? Elliot was
1: the angel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take up your sheet and walk, Lazarus. E.T. is such an iconic movie. Like you said, for us, it's a cultural moment. We weren't alive when E.T. came out, but by the time we were alive, it was still huge. Again, we're late 80s babies, 86, 88. And by the time it came out, this is something that came on tv every year came on network tv every year at christmas it's a family movie it it stood the test of time until it was knocked out out of the number one spot yeah it it used to be it wasn't on netflix for a second
1: um i think it'll like circle in and out of all the streaming apps but if you turn to tbs on the right day et has is off on pretty frequently here in america
0: yeah, it's on a lot. And I think that e- e- even if you don't like E.T., like User two's not the biggest fan of the storybook. It's kind of befitting that Michael was involved with the project. The number one artist in the world, certainly the number one um, Black artist in America at the time, arguably maybe the number one artist, period, in America at the time, attaching himself to what became the number one movie of all time for a very long stretch, as well as we were talking about earlier, uh, User 2 and I. Um, this also was the year of Michael Penn muscles for diana ross which ended up being a top 10 hit as well as uh being nominated for grammy so michael was really rolling into the 1982 and this is just a part of that momentum so uh we love it we love it uh et the et storybook day five of the black jackson estate 12 days of christmas special stay tuned
1: y'all for day six coming your way happy holidays Please donate, support our podcast, get a shout out on the next episode. Find us at www.paypal.me forward slash blackjackestate or hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign BLK, Jack Estate. Every dollar goes towards another podcast episode. Won't you give?